Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I'm a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now, and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. It's Robin McMahon here. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. Don't forget that if you're listening to this episode, there is also a companion site to my show called The Parent Toolbox, where my guests provide valuable tips and solutions to help you in everyday problems and situations in parenting that you probably need support with go to www.parent-toolbox.com and take in all of the free resources from guests and from myself. And my guest today is Kathy Pedrias. She is incredible and she has a tool for us that you're going to love, but I'm not going to tell you about that yet. First, let me tell you about who she is and why she's here. First of all, Kathy is a safety expert. But not just that, she's also a former scientist, so no big deal, right? She is also best known for her 2.3 million TikTok followers, and she's known as Mom Friend. With her signature blue dress and pearls, which she is sporting today, and she looks adorable. <laughs> We're both in blue, which is kind of cute. Um, Kathy's content includes clever safety tips like how sleeping with the door closed can save a life and go-to lies for awkward situations. I love that. Now, her safety hacks have been covered by Good Morning America, BuzzFeed Today, and more. And she's just published a book. Which is called the Mom Friend Guide to Everyday Safety and Security Tips from one from the practical one in your squad. Okay, so let me say that again: the Mom Friend Guide to Everyday Safety and Security Tips from the Practical One in Your Squad. I love. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about you know everything that we're going to talk about because I feel like it's really important. 
And it's so great because we have talked about some things already and mm -hmm. there's like a hundred things I want to talk to you about, but we're going to, you know, we're going to just get through them and, you know, we're going to try our best to cover as much as we can. So I think you and I are both uh, liking that we talk fast. Oh, baby, we're going to do that. All right. So let's, okay. I, I got to ask you. Before we hit record, as I do with everybody, I always talk to my guests beforehand and we sort of talk through things. You just said something to me about teenagers sharing their phone numbers and that mm -hmm. teenagers just share their phone numbers everywhere. And I was like, uh, are they not supposed to do that? So can you tell me what you mean by that? And like, what? Yeah, absolutely. This actually is one of the tips that comes straight out of my book as well. But it, and it's not just for teens, it's for adults, it's for anybody. But if you think about it, if I have your phone number, I can go into Google and some websites like White Pages or whatever will have that phone number linked to your address, right? Linked to your entire family tree often. And so what happens is that our phone number, which is linked to so many online accounts too, it's probably your phone number linked to your Instagram, to your Facebook, to your bank, to your health you know, records. And so that is actually private information, it's personal information, and it's an access point to all of these other accounts. And so what mm -hmm. I like to do, and what I recommend others to do is instead of giving out that phone number, you know, of course, give it out to people you trust, you give it out to your doctor, give it out to your bank, give it out to, you know, mom and dad and all of that. But when you're just meeting somebody online, like through Snapchat, which happens all the time with the teens, um, or, you know, or even like through gaming rooms, or you're dating, online or whatever it is, instead of giving out your actual phone number right away, use a voice over IP service. So that would be a Google voice number, that would be a Skype number, something like that. They're free. And the reason why I, I say that is because these online numbers are not linked to our accounts. If anything happens where, um, you know, say it gets leaked in some data breach or something like that, not a big deal. You could just get a new one, right? Doesn't cost anything. And so I always recommend to do that instead. The only challenge with teenagers is that if they have iPhones, they really like to FaceTime with their friends and they usually do that through the phone number. You can do it through an email instead. It, you know, it gets a little more complicated because you need a different Apple ID and stuff, but that would be the only catch. Um, or they could just not use FaceTime. You know, they could talk through Instagram. They could talk through Facebook Messenger. There's a million other ways you can you know, video chat through WhatsApp. There's a million other ways that you can video chat that ha doesn't have to be FaceTime. But I would say that's the only caveat because I have a teen sister. And so when I told her that, she was like, what about FaceTime? Yeah, that, that's the first thing that came to mind, uh, even though I feel like I'm ancient when I talk about the phone number. What do you mean? Um, okay, so that makes so much sense. And I guess when I think of myself as a teenager, our phone number was just a phone number. It wasn't attached to all of these different accounts. So that makes so much sense. So, right. okay, sorry, got to ask this. When you talk about the uh, voice over IP, which is VoIP, right? V-O-I-P. Mm -hmm. uh, and you talk about a Google voice number. Does that mean that you can actually get calls from that using that number? And, and what does it go to like an app on your phone? And that's how, how does it? Yeah. So it's an app on your phone. And when somebody calls it, for it's kind of like having a little assistant where it'll say, you know, you've reached so and so, please leave your name after the beep. They say, Kathy, whatever. And then when it rings to you, it'll say Kathy is calling. And so it, you get text message, text messages normally and you get phone calls normally. I do think, uh, at least with my Google Voice, I'm unable to send uh, videos. I'm able to send pictures, but I'm unable to send videos via text. But 
I mean, again, you can do that through a million other places, Instagram, Snap, you know, WhatsApp, there's a million other ways that you can communicate that way. But that's something that I do. I also do a lot of pet rescue, for example. And I use that all the time because I don't want a ton of unknown people having my phone number. In terms of, it's also a big problem with like dating in particular, because when people go on first dates and they don't want that second date, some people don't handle that rejection very well. <laughs> and they take that as a liberty to with your phone number, start sending That's not funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start sending messages that, you know, are not appropriate. Or I mean, I've had friends that have gotten mail to their home because they rejected a second date. And it, it was information that was achieved through that phone number. And so, you know, it's just people might think, oh, why are you not giving me your real number? Do you not trust me? You know, the answer is no, I don't know you yet. <laughs> and like, if they yeah. can't understand that, that's, but it's just a way of safeguarding your data, whether you're meeting somebody in person or even, you know, the grocery store rewards kinds of numbers when you type in your number at checkout, yeah. anything like that. Use the fake number because these companies are getting hacked all the time. Every single day there's data breaches. And so you don't need your number just floating around. That's one of the reasons why people get a ton of scam calls and scam texts, right? Is because their numbers end up on these databases that these scammers just buy and then automatically blast out all these messages. And so one way to protect yourself from that is to safeguard that number as if it were private information. Okay, so that brings me to another question. And this mm -hmm. is a two part question. One is, does privacy even exist anymore? And two, we're talking about hackers. Why would a hacker care about me? Why? Why would they want my information? What What could they possibly gain from me except to maybe be a better parent? Because that's what I, you know, that's everything that I have on my phone <laughs> and to help you be more calm and to help you get more cooperation. Like, oh, that scammer is going to be so lucky. But seriously, why would they care about me? And am, is my information private? I'm scared now because I do get I know. I mean, it's it's a fair question because a lot of people would say privacy doesn't exist anymore. We're so far down this rabbit hole. Our data is being sold everywhere and collected by everyone and all of this. Um, I do not subscribe to, you know, that just has to be the case forever and ever and ever. We've seen, you know, in Europe not that long ago, they just passed um, really nice privacy laws to protect citizens there. There's actually a privacy act on the dock right now. It, it hasn't been brought to a vote. But in the United States, the, um, there's the American Data Privacy and Protection Act, which is one thing that, um, that you know, can help protect our data. There's also an issue of collecting data on minors, which is totally illegal, but happens every single day because, you know, these apps are like, well, we don't know who's a minor and who's not a minor, who's over 18 and who's... And so I don't know about you, but I'm very uncomfortable with the thought that a company would know these intimate details about my kid, like if they're looking up, whatever they're looking up, whatever curious things, maybe they're feeling that they have anxiety or depression, or maybe they're, I don't know, looking up to buy some games or whatever it is. I'm very uncomfortable with the thought that companies would have millions and millions and millions of data points on someone by the time they're 16. It just feels like wildly inappropriate to me. And then the, the worst part is that they can't secure the data, right? So if they have it, they get hacked all the time. They get breached all the time. It's almost like the world has it. And so privacy doesn't exist the way I would like it to exist, but there are paths to get there. And I think as long as people keep this top of mind and keep bringing it up when things go wrong, 
things can and will change. And I, I already see it moving in that direction, but I do think it'll probably take another 10 years to get there. We're so lucky to have people like you. Cause it's like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about anything. And when it comes to real like this, and my husband's in it, so I should know. Mm. Um, but like, to what end they're collecting data on minors? Why to sell them more stuff to mm-hmm. scam them? Like just to sell them. It's all about, to it's sell all them. about selling them. Yeah. It's just marketing and advertising because if I'm paying, if I'm putting out an ad and I want you to click on it and I want to make sure that when you click on it, you convert to be a customer, the yeah. more information I have on you, the higher I can target that that ad, right? And so it's just more likely to convert. Um, but they collect too much data, right? Like I'm okay with you knowing that and maybe I'm a woman who's a parent. And so you show me some parenting toys because I, I like getting some of those ads. That's fun. But you don't need to know my cycle unnecessary right and this is information that they have oh my god so like sometimes you know sometimes it just goes too far like you you don't need to know that but then the second part of your question about why a hacker would even be interested in some of this information one um it it, it's it's actually very profitable you know when it comes down to it it's very it's a very profitable business and you don't need a hundred million people to fall for your scam, right? You just need one. And there are, you know, a lot of these places, people are also are living in different countries where um, the standard of living is a little different. And so, you know, getting $500 for access to some database goes a lot farther than it does here. But even in the United States, there's a ton of scammers, right? And so I think right now, for a lot of different reasons, people are just very interested in making a quick buck. They probably have always been interested in making a quick buck, right? And it's it's a way to make a quick buck. I mean, you could sit at your computer, send out a fake uh, phishing text to millions of people, and say, let's say let's just say three out of millions click on it. That's enough. That's you know, it's a couple thousand dollars. And and if it, if they fall for one of those bank fraud kind of things, you can make. Twenty-eight, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. People have transferred from one bank to another, and so it is extremely so, profitable. So, in other words, they're hacking to get leads, basically leads to a list of people that could potentially be scammed, and it could be just a million names, and I could be one of them. They reach out to me, and I'm like, "Oh yes, yes. Oh, you are a prince. Oh, you're a prince in in uh, Africa." Oh, yes, yeah. I will. I will happily transfer the money for you or whatever, because you sound legit. Okay, so well, that's... And they're, they're much more creative now. But oh, I would also say <laughs> the other thing is, um, you know, having American phone numbers is incredibly valuable. So if I'm able to scam you into giving me access to your phone number, like a WhatsApp number, this is very common with WhatsApp, that's incredibly valuable because when you're getting an unknown call from an American number, you're more likely to pick it up than if it was international. And so that already gives them a better in to run their scam. And then also even like your small social media accounts, say you have a following of 50 people because it's just your friends and family. That's enough. That is 50 people who I can scam. And because it's a small group, they are more likely to trust when I post something from your account. Right. And so Uh, it's not just about protecting ourselves, but if they hack you, it makes it more accessible to your entire social network so really they can victimize you in many different Mm ways wow Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it's profitable yeah it's profitable oh my gosh so so what do we do then like what one of the things is not give out your phone number and what Mm -hmm. else is there to do well the good news is 
is that it's surprisingly easy to try to try to avoid. I mean, at least for now, right? So many people don't worry about their data and safeguarding it that when people do take the steps to protect it, the the hackers and scammers and stuff, they're like, I can't be bothered. I'm going to move on to an easier target because there are so many easier targets. And so some of the easy, easy things that we can do, especially with our online accounts, go in, whenever you download any app, open any account, immediately go to the settings, look through the privacy and security settings, turn everything on, everything. The most common thing that you're going to find that's available is something called two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication. Turn that on. And basically what it does is if anybody wants to reset a password or anything like that on your account, it's going to text you a code. It's like a second verification process. It'll text you a code that you'll have to type in to be able to reset passwords. I actually don't use the texting function only because people can try to, you know, uh, lie to the telecommunication companies to take over your phone number. And so I use something called authenticator apps. Google has one, Microsoft has one. Um, so that's something that you can do as well. Sometimes you don't have the authenticator op app option. And then the other thing that's really important is when you are creating passwords, I mean, password managers are great because they all automatically come up with strong passwords for you and save it and all of that. But when you are coming up with a password, if you're doing it on your own, make sure you're not reusing it on a million different accounts. Because what happens is, Again, there's data breaches every single day. And so if one website gets breached, the first thing a hacker does is just run that password through all the most common things and they can very quickly take over everything, you know? And so if your Instagram gets hacked and it's just Instagram, but you don't use that password on anything else, it's annoying to try to get that account back, but at least it's not your bank and your health and, you know, all of that information. And so not reusing passwords, strong passwords, and the multi-factor authentication, that alone it puts you light years ahead of everybody else. Okay, that's incredible. And so for those people whose ears perked up when you said there's authenticator apps, uh, mm -hmm. would you just put that in search at Google Play mm -hmm. Store or the Apple Store? Yeah, you just say authenticator apps. Are, are there any that you would recommend? Just Google, Google and Microsoft are the most, the most common. Okay. Um, I think Microsoft has slightly better ratings. Okay. But I have yeah. Google because yeah, okay. I am trying to transition, but. Yeah, no, I, I look, I... To me, that doesn't matter. I just want to give people ideas of like what these are. And uh, uh, I feel like I don't know anything. So I'm asking questions also for myself. Yeah, um, no, but that's a good point to type in Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator because the app stores are also filled with scams and malicious and people accidentally download the wrong bank app. And, you know, so right. it's important oh to God. know what you're looking up. That's a good point because, yeah, you figure everything is safe that you want to download. Oh my I goodness. Know. Oh, like, hey. I don't even want to but everybody, you don't want to know, get, get the mom friend guide, get uh, Kathy's book because you're going to need it. Oh my gosh. But here's the thing. Okay. I want to talk about you mm -hmm. and the fact that you have 2.3 million TikTok followers, but isn't TikTok one of the worst offenders in terms of collecting data mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. we allow our kids on there? Is it safe or, or, and I know I'm sorry, I'm asking a really long question, or if we put it, turn all that safety stuff on and we're using a different phone number, we're using mm -hmm. a strong password, does that protect us? In yeah. my, I, I just, I, I want to say it's, more, but tell me. 
it's 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 a tough question. You're absolutely right. I mean, the FTC is looking into TikTok right now because uh, you know they they had a big lawsuit for collecting biometric data, meaning like the facial recognition and all that stuff without Ooh. disclosing it. So now they disclose it. So yeah, it's it's a problem. And also, China has access to that data, which hasn't wasn't supposed to be able to be possible, right? And so it's definitely a problem. But I would say, and, and obviously there's a little bit of a, well, why is she so big on data privacy if she's also on TikTok? For me, it's a means to an end, right? It's like an yeah. educational platform. It's a really great way to reach a lot of people very quickly. Um, and I would say in terms of children, the hard thing is if they're young enough, like if they're 10, yeah, you can keep them off of it. But that's only going to last so long. <laughs> Eventually they get old enough where they're, they're just... I mean, if they really want it, they'll just open it on a friend's phone and use it at school, right? And so um, so what you can do, obviously, talk to them about the importance of what you're sharing online and, and scams and knowing how to identify that information. And it's an ongoing conversation. The most important thing you can do to like protect your kid online is to have open lines of communication where they can trust you and you're secure. And because, you know, so many things can go wrong. They can get some weird, creepy message from somebody. Sometimes it's a scam. Sometimes it's real. But they need to be able to feel like they can turn to somebody without, you know, being lectured for two hours on, well, this is why I told you not to go on the internet and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not productive. Um, so I would say that's number one. But with apps like TikTok and Instagram and um, probably Snapchat as well, though I'm, I'm not as versed on that app, they have... And even uh, Apple has like a family center where they have a ton of security settings for specifically for families. You can filter out certain words. You can uh, get alerts to your phone based on certain you know types of things that that the kid could be reaching. So could be reading. So the the settings on all of these apps is really fantastic. They have educational kind of tips for families as well. And I would say TikTok probably has some of the most extensive family security. Um, features that I've seen. And Instagram is like not far behind. Actually, every Friday, the CEO of Instagram posts videos about this kind of stuff. And recently, uh, this summer, summer of 2022, he's been posting a lot about keeping kids safe on the platform. And so it's definitely something that people are talking about. It's top of mind. A lot of things are changing very quickly. Mm -hmm. So would I would I say, you know, let my kid download everything and just hands off? No. Because that's like giving your kids the keys to the car and not teaching them how to drive. Like you have to teach them how to manage being online. And that includes not oversharing and, you know, all of these kinds of tips. But they also, they're going to grow up to be adults in this world, right? And so teaching them how to how to manage it productively and safely is, is really important. Plus, I mean, there's people that make full careers of this, right? There's social media managers, there's it's a it's quite literally an industry. So it, it is important for them to be exposed to it. It's unfortunate that it comes with this negative of data, you know, harvesting. But um, but hopefully we can change that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good to know. We happen to in in our, in our family have the family sharing. And so anytime my kids mm -hmm. want to download an app, it goes to our phones first. And we're like, you know, we've said no to things, we've said yes to things. Um mm -hmm. so so it's good to it's good to know that and and it's it's good, it's a good reminder to say like look you you really have to be on it too and check those settings because you know our kids you know it's a gateway to predators it's a gateway to mm -hmm. pornography it's a gateway mm -hmm. to cyberbullying and mm -hmm. all sorts of awful things and it can be fun in a safe way too right so we don't want to negate that yeah. and it, 
way of life as it is right now. Our kids are on these platforms, right? They're mm-hmm. on them. And um, so, so yeah, that that's really, really important. And and I and I do respect what you're saying that it's a means to an end. You're here to get the message out. And it's not mm-hmm. that TikTok is all bad. It's there's a lot of great people on there that have a lot of great messages that they're sending mm-hmm. as well. You uh included, and I know I'll be following you on all of the places. <laughs> um, and you are on LinkedIn, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So you are on all the places. So people can find you everywhere. And you're, yeah. you're either uh, your name, Kathy Bedrias, or you are, um, yeah, no, you're, you're Kathy Bedrias on everything. I was mm-hmm. mom friend, but your website is momfriendguide.com. So people can go there mm-hmm. and that's where all of your links are mm-hmm. of those uh, accounts that you have. So people can just follow you everywhere, which yeah. is great. And it's super helpful, especially on Instagram, because I use the story feature a lot on Instagram. It's just helpful because I can link articles of things that are happening, right? Like the American Data Privacy, like that act I've talked about. I share examples of scams all the time. So that way you can see it. And then when it comes to your phone and you see it, you already recognize it. You don't have to worry, right? I do like these kind of scam roundups where I just, I'm like, this is a scam. This is a scam. This is a scam. And so, you know, I... Yeah, I do this kind of thing. And then, of course, I share general safety tips, like uh, all kinds of things, like uh, about changing screws in your in your door, sleeping with the door closed, or, you know, just random kind of fun facts. I, I find it to be very fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. fun, but, um, and that's but, you know, I think that's the continuation to this conversation is for people to follow you and to take in your content because it does save lives. And sleeping with the door closed, right, is all about fires I would I would mm-hmm. assume is what that's about yeah right and and that can be a barrier between you and a fire it can save your life mm-hmm. right uh and then okay so this is all so great I just want to say thank you already for this and you actually have a list of best practices to help safeguard your data so if mm-hmm. you're furiously taking notes like I just happen to be taking notes on everything that you say uh, check out the show notes for what we've already talked about, but please mm-hmm. go to the parent toolbox to get this list from Kathy, because it is going to help you to navigate it because it's, it is so complicated for somebody who doesn't know what they don't know. And I put mm-hmm. myself in that category. It's like, well, I don't know what to do. So I either do nothing or I stress about it and do all the things, worry about it. And having somebody like you literally in your back pocket on the apps and with all the content that you have is so helpful. So please go to the parent toolbox to mm-hmm. download this crucial list to really help you. And it's an excerpt from her book. And again, her book is called the mom friend guide to everyday safety and security tips from the practical one in your squad. I love it so <laughs> much. And uh, in case you needed a reminder, it's www.parent-toolbox.com. That's where you can go. And I want to, you know, I want to leave this conversation on, you know, maybe you can give us one or two tips that you just want everyone to hear what, you know, what comes to mind? Like if you were to tell somebody one thing, what would it be not to put you on the spot? I mean, I think, I think it would be the kind of, it's a little bit boring because the thing about the settings in your online accounts with the passwords and the multi-factor authentication, it is so incredibly important. It's one of the first things you can do to prevent your accounts from being hacked. And 
look, even if you're like, I don't, I'm not an influencer. I don't have, it doesn't matter if my things are high. You probably have pictures of your kids, right? Your family. Mm. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want unknown people on the, you know, the internet, just having access to that stuff without me. Actually, really good example of that. Um, One account, she posts pictures of her family and stuff like that online scammers took her photos with her family and everything and made a video along with a crazy story about how the husband cheated with the sister what it completely made up but made a video about this on tiktok to sell some kind of supplemental fat loss kind of programs and it was a total scam but they stole her pictures from instagram to do it and anyways i tried helping her talking to tiktok to get it taken down but you know you don't want these people having access to your stuff so making sure that you secure your accounts it's, it's just so easy. It takes seconds, really not a lot of time at all. And I would say the other thing for, as a parent who wants to secure their on their, their children who are online, and you know, that could start very young from the gaming, like at six years old to all the way in the teens. But make sure that you're consuming media as well. Download these apps yourself, just kind of scroll, get to know it because you want to know what they're consuming. But also you don't want to overreact about things like certain things are just trends. And if you see them talking about it or doing it, it's like not a big deal. But if you don't know that it's a trend, it it might like freak you out. And so, you know, you just want to be familiar. That's all. That way you understand what they're talking about. And also because you understand what they're talking about, that communication could be even stronger, right? You're, you're the cool mom because you get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I love that. Get to know the apps. Don't put your head in the sand and just be like, I I can't, you have to, you have to. And one of the things that you said, and I want to just end on this note, is that when it comes to this whole this whole online world, you've got to be able to have these conversations with your kids. Mm-hmm. And the, the basis to be able to have those conversations is connection, deep connection mm-hmm. with your kids. And that's what, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. That's what I'm all about in the work that I do. And, uh, you know, that's why my business is called parenting for connection, because connection is really the antidote to a lot of the problems that Mm -hmm. crop up in our parenting. And as kids get older, the stakes get higher. So we have to know that. And it's never too late to say, okay, hold on, we got to pause, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to look at all this. And we've got to make some changes. So um, Kathy, your words, your wisdom is worth its weight in gold. Thank you so much for helping to keep us safe. You have like a super fan in me and I hope everybody listening will go and follow you and listen to your tips because you're, you're saving lives. You're helping people, you're helping parents. And I just can't thank you enough because people like me don't know what they don't know. So thank you. And you know, that's how I started myself, right? Is I didn't know. And I, went out and and searched because I had to because I was put in situations where I needed to. And so don't be afraid of the unknown. It's only scary because it's unknown. Once you know a little bit, which you find out through my book and my pages, it's actually a relief because now you kind of know what to expect and, and what to look out for. So um, don't let that scare you. I know when I talk about this stuff, it can seem a little scary. It's not. Oh, well said. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. 
Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.